Hi, welcome back to another episode of Nourish Your Soul, Nicole. So this is the second episode of this new series, I think in 2022. I think in the last episode, you heard from me and Avona as we took a deep dive into beauty and we looked at the concepts of beauty and mental health. So very pleased to have Avona here again on the second episode of this series. Okay. And I think a very interesting topic that's been on a lot of our minds is actually that of mental health. Right. So it's entered, I think, public discourse you know, in the past few years and particularly, I think, last year uh, in 2021. So I think we are just going to take a closer look at you know, the implications of, of mental health, where are we right now as a society. And I'm just going to invite, I think, Avona to share maybe some of her thoughts yeah, about this. Thank you, Nicole. So yes, I think that uh, mental health is something that is important and should be talked about more often. And it relates a lot to the topic that we actually discussed about beauty as well, because sometimes um, one thing leads to another. And when a person is too obsessed or too fixed in terms of what they believe is beautiful, it can lead to certain uh, mental health conditions. So for example, um, some eating disorders that we know of actually stem from the belief that a person has to be of a certain weight, look a certain way to be called beautiful. And eating disorders um, like anorexia nervosa, when a person's weight is actually below what is healthy, as well as bulimia nervosa, where people actually sometimes perch or actually induce vomit in order to actually um, feel less full or try to lose weight. Um, are some examples that um, we actually see um, around us. And because I worked in psychiatric departments before, you know, as a very young medical doctor, I've actually seen, um, you know, the implications of, you know, what being too fixed or too obsessed uh, in terms of, you know, one person's uh, physical appearance uh, can have on a person's uh, mental health, which is oftentimes quite damaging. So um, for myself, I actually think that, uh, you know, for example, eating disorders uh, is one part where we talk about when we talk about beauty and mental disorders, but there's another one where we have to remember as well, which are mood disorders like depression and anxiety. It is actually not uncommon for someone who feels that he or she is ugly to feel depressed. And it's something that we can actually imagine, um, you know, just by, our human experience just by trying to hypothesize what a person would feel if that person thinks he or she is inadequate. And apart from depression, anxiety is another thing, you know, being very anxious about how other people perceive oneself, you know, do they think that I'm too short? Um, and for me, I'm only, you know, five foot tall. I definitely believe that people who struggle with, you know, certain uh, lack of confidence in some aspects of their physical appearance, uh, they certainly may actually feel anxious about themselves as well. And if untreated, it can, you know, become general anxiety disorder. Um, and sometimes uh, on top of that, have other kinds of psychiatric problems like depression um, or eating disorders. So that's something that um, I think we can talk about. And I'm just uh, thinking, you know, what are your thoughts on this, Nicole, especially as someone you know, who is also a relatively, um, you know, modern young woman. <laughs> yeah, do, is this a conversation that, you know, you talk about um, with other people? Yeah, I think it has actually been uh, a very, very, I think, uh, popular topic for discussion, I think, because uh, I think 
a lot of people have just pretended, I think, you know, that, oh, mental health issues, you know, it's something that is not even an issue, it's a non-issue. And only, I think, in recent times when you've seen, you know, a lot of news uh, articles, you've looked at, you know, various, you know, even younger people, uh, for example, uh, suffering from some of these disorders, does it actually start to ring true or start to have, I think, a resonance uh, for, for us? And also, I think, you know, of, of the recent times, I think in terms of speaking to some of my friends uh, in TC, right, realizing that it is more prevalent than we think it is, right? So even, for example, people who may look very uh, highly capable, you know, on the outside, they may also be suffering from some form of anxiety or, or depression. So, for example, for depression, right, for I think this very commonly held belief is that, oh, you know, you have to look very sad all the time to be considered a depressed person. But there are also people that, you know, are able to project that sort of like, you know, they, they, are, they, they look happy, you know, for example, on the outside. But inside, I think they're actually having a very, very big um, internal struggle. You know, that they maybe feel that they cannot communicate uh, with their close friends. So something that has been coming up from a lot of conversation that I've been having, I think, with people is, you know, the, the importance of knowing that there is someone that you can turn to. Because I think when people feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to communicate about the issues that I'm facing, or I feel that people are going to stigmatize me. Like, you know, there's a big stigma, right, for mental health, even in the workplace. So just admitting, for example, oh, you know, that you need to take a break, right, to take a mental break. You know, people say, oh, you know, that's a sign of weakness. You know, this person, you know, it's not able, it's not competent, you know, and things like that. But I think it's that sort of talk that we have, right, that actually, you know, starts to worsen the whole issue. Like the fact that we do not even acknowledge, you know, the fact that it is maybe something that people are struggling with, right? When we don't acknowledge something, right, we actually like force people, I think, to a certain extent to like push it underneath, right? And kind of like, you know, suppress uh, their need to kind of express some of these difficult emotions. For me, I feel like, you know, that a lot of these um, issues and things, right, they are just us trying to negotiate sometimes the difficult emotions and trying to kind of also seek some sort of like support, like having a support network. So I, I just feel, I, I mean, it, it is a, also a lesson, I think, for society in terms of empathy, you know, and being less critical uh, about, you know, where people are. And I feel it really rings true with what we were talking about in the first episode about beauty, because it's about our expectations, right, of ourselves and of other people. And when we don't meet those expectations, sometimes it's, it's like exceedingly high. You know, we give ourselves too high expectations of ourselves. When we don't reach it, then we have this fear of failure. We have this fear of rejection. And I think that kind of fits into a lot of the issues that we see today. Yeah, but yeah, I would really be happy also to know from you, Albona, on your side, you know, do you also feel like resonance with this? You know, and what do you also observe about how society as a whole is also trying to address the, the, this discourse? Yes. So actually, just um, last year in 2021, um, myself and two other friends of mine actually set up this uh, campaign. Basically, it is a campaign called We Quality um, to talk about um, actually gender-based uh, mental health issues. So one of the things that we talked about um, was, for example, eating disorders among young women and the stresses that they have, uh, you know, for example, when society or people around them expect to see them, you know, being beautiful all the time or to have their weight in a certain range. And, you know, that is actually a problem for some of them when they think that they have a disorder, whether it's an eating disorder or 
other kinds of mental health problems, they are actually not acknowledged. And some people even call them, for example, attention seeking or very entitled to what they actually um, are expected to have and not have. So the problem is that when you call someone attention seeking or entitled, it actually makes them feel very afraid to ask for help. So if they actually do have some kind of a mental health problem, but they don't get the help they need when they seek it, then actually it is rather unfair to them when they actually uh, you know, don't get the kind of support that they actually require to recover. So that's one thing that I actually see and observe uh, in a very Asian society. I think that, you know, um, you know, Asian society sometimes uh, don't like to actually talk too much about this uh, emotional aspects of oneself. They think that, you know, uh, you are just, uh, you know, being sad at that time. Why are you thinking that you're too fat? You know, it's just all in the mind, but they don't really see it as um, a mental problem. They don't really understand that this is actually a disease and that people actually need um, treatment for this. And just, you know, for some understanding, actually eating disorders like anorexia nervosa have a very high mortality, meaning that people with such disorders, they have a high chance of actually dying. Some of them even requiring intensive care unit stays, um, you know, being on the brink of death um, because of their low weight. So this is really not a, a disease that, you know, can just be swept under the carpet and ignored easily because it has a very direct impact on the person's physical health as well as the person's likelihood of surviving. So it is, you know, to this extent that we're talking about, um, you know, that is so critical and so important for us to recognize this as a mental health disorder. So that's one thing that I sought to look at with my campaign and, you know, help people understand that, you know, eating disorders, mental health disorders, they are actually disorders. They are not just, you know, something that people are imagining, they are cooking up and they deserve more regard and should be treated like other kinds of uh, diseases that people know about. And the other thing, the second thing that my campaign looked at was actually um, what uh, we would call toxic masculinity because um, for males, at least um, from the Asian perspective, a lot of them are actually expected to be strong and you know, some of them um, may feel very stressed about it as well. So it's a different kind of stress and they also have um, different ways of responding to it and some men, you know, in order to look very macho, very masculine, they don't dare to actually say that they have been struggling with, um, you know, turmoils inside of them, whether it's depression, um, because it is so cultural sometimes. For example, in Chinese, there's this phrase called, you know, that means you can't, you know, cry easily as a boy. And some boys believe it and it has been very pervasive in their lives. So they don't even dare to cry or to show some kind of a vulnerability because they have to put up this appearance that they are actually very strong and masculine and macho. So that's something that um, my campaign also wanted to look at because you know um, men you know have also a set of their own problems. They are expected to look very macho and you know they can't you know show any kind of weakness or vulnerability um, because um, they are expected to you know, this is the way they have been brought up. Yeah, so I believe that um, there is uh, problems uh, in both like 
the female and the male gender and both genders suffer from some diseases uh, whether it's uh, you know a mental health problem um, or like you know problems with their weight um, but no matter what this campaign as a whole actually hopes to bring light um, and shed some understanding um, with regard to you know what mental health really is and why we should not actually disregard it as a whole and the fact is that you know the expectations on oneself in terms of how we appear to others is very tightly linked to some mental health problems that we see so um, it is really my hope you know as someone who is a co-founder of we quality and also as a friend of some people who have struggled with uh, mental health problems um, that you know one day our society and people around us will really acknowledge them and acknowledge that they do have some disorders and not discriminate against them not stigmatize them just because they have a certain disorder I think that stigma is a big problem in society people tend to have prejudice against people who are not like them whom they think is abnormal um, and some people just have a lack of understanding of what these people are going through. So like Nicole, just now you mentioned empathy. I think this is something so important. With sufficient empathy, I think we will see less um, lack of understanding, misunderstandings as well as stigma against people who have you know, challenges in terms of their mental health. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Avon. I think for sharing, I think so uh, passionately, I think about you know, the work that you've been doing. I think this is such... Uh, important work, work to draw attention, I think, to these uh, mental health disorders, especially when you said that, you know, it should be treated like anything else, you know, it is worth, is worth treatment, right, and the people, you know, that are suffering in these ways need to be treated with a lot of kindness, you know, and respect, and I also love the point that you brought up about the fact that, you know, it's not just about, you know, a particular gender facing specific issues, both men and women, it cuts across, Right, so like you were talking about how even men also face you know pressures from society to fulfill the supposed masculine role that is placed on them, particularly as you were saying in Asian society, and for women you know to look a certain way, and because everyone is trying to kind of fulfill a certain expectation, that is why, uh, there's a lot of I think anxiety you know when we don't fit these expectations very neatly you know we're trying to push ourselves into a you know a peg you know for example we're a square peg we're trying to go into a triangular one and sometimes it just doesn't work like that and when we feel very disappointed or when we feel like we are not you know living up to the expectations that other people have uh, on us you know then you know there is going to be this sort of gap and that is also when you know in this gap there's some uh, possibilities of these mental health disorders that uh, may take place and I really love the point that you also brought up, I think, about the need for acknowledgement, uh, the need for acceptance, the need for, you know, responding, I think, to the people, you know, in our midst. I think it starts with really responding to the people that we already know are struggling, you know, and just, I think, providing that safe space for them to share, reminding them, you know, that, you know, that, hey, there are people that care about them, there are friends who want to help them. Right, and to know that they are not alone, right, uh, in this situation. So yeah, I really, really uh echo I think the message of, of greater empathy as a society and to not ostracize uh, persons with mental health conditions is more common than we think, right? Actually, a lot of the people that we might be walking around in our midst probably do have some 
uh, degree of mental health issues or they're struggling with something that they might not have maybe voiced out to us in the past. But maybe our encouragement, I think, to listeners today, after also hearing about you know, Elvona's uh, very important, very impactful work, uh, is to continue, I think, to extend this uh, branch of empathy and kindness uh, to the people in our midst to gain better understanding, to educate ourselves, I think, first and foremost, on mental health conditions, to know how to provide supportive environments to others. And if we ourselves are also struggling uh, with our own mental health, to also know that it's okay to seek help. It is okay to say, you know, I am not feeling okay today. And that also that takes a lot of courage. So I'm, I'm really thankful, I think, for this particular episode. Elvona and uh, myself have uh, really delved deep into you know, the truth, I think, behind mental health, the discourse that we're having. And I think that will really shape the discussion for our uh, third and last episode uh, that you'll be listening to next week. So thank you, Elvona, for your time today as well. Thank you.